welcome to Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. On the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord Jesus visited us with a word, speaking, seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now this is sealed up among God's treasures to be revealed in the last days. We find in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 10, Luke 21, that the Lord said there would be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now this has been going on for a long time. Many people say, well, you can always say there's earthquakes. You can say there's famines. You can say there's pestilences. Because in any given time, the nations of this earth, Ethiopia, Africa, whatever, that there are people starving today, that there are various plagues, the HIV virus, uh, the, the corona, uh, COVID-19 virus, that there is no cure for as yet, and wondering how long it will be, and has the world uh, sitting there in limbo until we find a cure or a vaccine or an inoculation against this virus. God said these things would come. Now, most or many of the denominations and ministers have stated that this is of the devil. We want to directly disagree with that. The Lord in his sovereignty has his way done in the wind and in the whirlwind. We're going to see in Deuteronomy 32 that God said that he kills and he makes alive. He is the Lord God that doeth all these things. We find in Daniel 4 that when he's speaking to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, he states he sits over the world, the kingdoms. He sits kings over these kingdoms, even the basis of sorts. Bel, Belshazzar uh, found many, many tickle euphorsin written on the wall. Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, because God had removed him, not the not the the rice, uh, the Mede, and later on Cyrus the Persian. It was God's will. He has His will done in the earth. That's the providence of God when He intercedes, uh, and uh, in the affairs of men, in His sovereignty, His will is done. Therefore, this coronavirus, this COVID nineteen is of God. It is the Lord that sends these. He says, I call it to rain on one city and not on another. Yet you still would not repent. We find in the Revelation, 16th chapter, when we see these vows and uh, the trumpet judgments and the vile judgments of God, yet they repented not of their deeds. Now, most of the ministers are saying with the COVID-19 virus and the coronavirus that we are called to repentance. But what is repentance? Repentance is not saying, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. Repentance is to repent of your sins. And him that, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. Well, then what is repentance? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, that is the first sealing 
according to birth. It's an engraving of a signet we find in the king priest garments in Exodus 28. We find that Peter had the keys to the kingdom, and he spoke, repent, and be baptized. Well, that repent is a change of mind. It is now a mindset to obey the word and do the will of God in that individual's life. But we find in Ephesus, in Revelation 2, that even though Ephesus could discern a false apostle, even though Ephesus knew the word of God and had the Holy Ghost, yet they had become mechanical in their worship. Even though the Holy Ghost was alive and well in the believer, with them always even to the end of the world, amen, it requires obedience to do the will of God. We find in Romans 6 that whosoever you yield your members of servants to obey him of the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, even though you have the Holy Ghost, we can still not obey that Holy Ghost, the leading of the Spirit of God. For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. To disobey, the disobedience, then even though the person has the Holy Ghost, is a carnal mind. And to be carnally minded is death. We, we have to have and hear the voice of God and obey it. Not saying, well, I have repented and I'm saved and therefore there remains nothing else for the believer to do. Many think, well, regardless of what happens, I'm saved, sanctified, and on my way to heaven, not realizing that God has called us to walk in the light as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. That blood cleansing and that New Testament, the blood of the New Testament and in the New Testament given for you, has to be obeyed. By obedience to the word of God, then we come of, of obedience under righteousness. You see, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, of whom the forerunner has already entered in. Jesus is our example. He's the way, the truth, and the life. We should walk as he walked. We should uh, uh, speak as he spoke. We should live the God life, godliness. But that requires pressing toward the mark for the prize of high calling for God in Christ Jesus. So therefore, we're going to talk today about the corona, the COVID-19 virus. Who sent it? Is this a work of the devil? No, of course not. The devil is given much too uh, power or authority and glory from people that do not understand that it is God that worketh. He is the one working in the earth. Famine, pestilence, sword, plagues, noisome beasts. God's foresword judgments he sent upon the earth. Not the devil. God sent them. Even the strong delusion of the last days will be sent from God to, their, to those that are disobedient because they did not obey and had pleasure in unrighteousness that this, this false doctrine Seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. God is the one sending those. That those that had pleasure in unrighteousness might be damned. Who received not the love of the truth, they might be saved. 
What was their problem? They had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, righteousness. Righteousness requires obedience. And grace reigns through righteousness. Romans 5. So we think as a denominal church or what most ministers state is that once saved, always saved, that when you are born again and your sins are remitted for his name's sake, even in the true one God believers in Acts 2.38, that there remains nothing else to do. That is a lie. That is a time that we must as ministers wake up and howl and weep between the porch and altar because the new wine is cut off from us. The new wine is a new thing. God said, I'll do a new thing in the earth. Somebody said, there's no new thing under the sun for that which is, has been, and that which shall be has already been. For there's no new thing under the sun. Yes, under the sun, but in the work of God, in the work of the ministry, there is a time coming that has never, ever happened before in not only the redemption miracles of Jesus, that is healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loosing the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and the calf going free, but also the judgment miracles of Moses, of pestilence and plague, turning the water to blood as often as they will, and plagues of the earth as often as they will, and the kingdom miracles of Elijah. That is in the last day work of the ministry. It's a new thing. It's something that has never, ever been done before. So the repentance there is to repent and believe the word of God, just like we see in Ephesus, the church there in Revelation 2. Even though they had a leading of the Holy Ghost, they could name a false apostle. Yet Jesus said, I have somewhat against you, repent and do your first works over, lest I come and move the candlestick out of its place. Why would he say such a thing if it's once saved, always saved? If there's no obedience required, then why would the Lord state to the church at Ephesus that if you do not repent and do your first works over, not just repent and say, I'm sorry, but you have to do something. Do your first works over. What works? Somebody said, well, faith without that uh, faith has no works. Yet James says, faith without works is dead. Can faith alone save you? No. You show me your faith without your works, I'll show you my faith by my works. So the message to the church is that as these famines, pestilences, plagues, earthquakes in diverse places, noisome beasts, these are seducing spirits in the land, that we are to seek God, pressing toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Otherwise, we will be deceived. We have to walk in the light as he is in the light in order to please the Lord God, that they may see our good works and glorify our Lord Jesus in heaven. This is mandatory, essential for salvation. So the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto John to show unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and sit and signify it by his angel unto John. We're focusing in on pestilence, plagues, the will of God being worked in the earth, not the devil doing this, but God himself. In a short summary, the devil is nothing. 
but a dog on God's chain. I'll say that again. The devil can do you nothing. To the righteous, the devil touches you not. The wicked one does not touch you. We let no man say when he's tempted, he's tempted of God, for God tempted no man. For every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. Lust conceived brings forth sin. Sin conceived brings forth death. Therefore, it is our own lustful members of the flesh that causes these things and God's judgments in the earth. We are to press toward that mark for the prize. That mark is not an aloft, or as it is in the English ABCD area, the ABCD, it goes all the way to the Z. In other words, being led and guided into all truth, to coming to the full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man. So what are these plagues? What, what is this COVID-19? It's just another tap on the shoulder. Body of Christ, wake up. Seek my face. Seek me early while I may be found. That is a warning. It's a wake-up call to the body of Christ. Are we in the last days? Of course we're in the last days. But is this the apocalypse? Is this something that we fear? No. We fear God. We don't fear a pestilence. We don't fear a plague. We don't fear earthquakes. We don't fear noisome beasts. We fear God. But what we want to cover today in this broadcast, in the coronavirus, the COVID-19, is that God is having his way in the wind and in the whirlwind. If you'll take a look in Deuteronomy 32, you'll see that in the Song of Moses, now Revelation 15, we're going to see that those that follow the Lord God, they sing the Song of, the, of Moses and the Song of the Lamb. The Song of Moses began in Exodus 15. When they came out of Egypt, it speaks to us when we come up out of the world. We pass over that reed sea, that red sea. Well, how do we do that? Well, it's repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. One spirit, three different functions or three different offices, but one of the self-same spirit. By crossing over that red sea, they could never again go back into Egypt. The same is true with a believer. You repent and you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and that's born of the water and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's born of the Spirit. Now you're born again. That is not a full-grown Christian. Now it's a walk. There's a wilderness that one must go into. That wilderness is to see if you love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and with all your mind. That wilderness is to try us at each place. Meribah, Massa, all from Elam, uh, there were the 70 palm trees. There's such a joy when a person receives the Holy Ghost. But then we're going on. We have to grow up and in testings and trials to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. So the Song of Moses began at Exodus 15 when they came up over and crossed over the Red Sea. Speaking of repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, you've come up out of the world, 
You've passed over that Red Sea, the Red Sea, and now you're going through the wilderness. Each one of the places in the wilderness will be a time of testing and trial to see if we love the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, and might. And each time we do, there's a crossroads to do the will of God or not to do, to obey the truth or not to obey it. And there's many different crossroads there. Pre-trib, mid-trib, post-tribulation. Somebody said that has nothing to do with salvation. Of course it does. Every promise in the word of God, an exceedingly great and precious promise is given to us whereby we may escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature. To be partakers of his divine nature is not us becoming God, but obedient to God as sons and daughters of God. It requires obedience. So in Romans 6, whosoever, whosoever you yield, your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. That righteousness is in John 16, that it was proved the world, the Holy Ghost will prove the world of sin, Jesus said, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father. And of judgment, because the prince of this world of judge. Notice that of righteousness. That he goes on in John 16 and says that he proceeded from the Father and came into the world. Just like water proceeds out of a waterfall into the river below. It's the same water that flowed from the waterfall all the way down into the river. The same exact water. If he proceeded from the Father and came into the world, it's the same spirit as the Father. He proceeded from the Father and came into the world, died, rose again, and went back to the Father. That's righteousness. Now, he is the way, truth, and the life to show us the way to God, to show us the way to the Father. Just as in John 14, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house of many mansions, and when I saw, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, not for me. He's always been God and always will be God. But I prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, in the way you know. Thomas saith to him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. From henceforth, you both know him and have seen him. Now, Jesus is standing there in shoe leather. Philip says unto Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Show us the Father. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Believe me that I'm in my Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. In other words, who's doing all the works of God? Healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loosing the dumb tongue, the lame walking, and the captive going free. Who's doing that? Well, the Father that dwells dwelleth in him, that houses permanently in the man Christ Jesus, for that man is God. The words that I speak are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me, he's the one doing the works. Therefore, the first sealing, 
is that of little children because your sins are forgiven for his namesake and you have known the father. Two criteria. Acts 2.38, you have repented. You have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. So your sins are forgiven for his namesake and you've known the father. You have received the Holy Ghost and you have the revelation that Jesus is the father of glory, the God manifest in the flesh. He and the father are one in the self-same spirit, John 10, 30. Now, there remains another glory, another ceiling, a higher level in growing up into Jesus in all things, being led and guided by the Holy Ghost into all truth. And that is young men. This coronavirus, this COVID-19 that's in the land today is not of the devil. God has his way in the wind and in the whirlwind. Shall there be evil in the city? Now the Lord God hath not done it. Take a look at Deuteronomy 32 for the scripture to back this up. And you will see that there is a ceiling here. It's sealed up with God in his treasures to be revealed in the last days. Not in the beginning of the church age, but in the last days. And let's take a look at it. I'm simply going to read Deuteronomy 32. This is the song of Moses that you and I as a believer must sing. To sing it, we must have been an an obedient believer of this word. Not just saying, yes, I, I believe it, but to believe it, trust in, adhere to, and obey in obedience. And in Deuteronomy 32, follow with me, and we will see that it says, In this song of Moses, it's setting forth the mercies of God and his vengeance in his judgment. And vengeance is mine, saith God, I will repay. So as we see in Deuteronomy 32, in this song of Moses, God says, For a fire is kindled in mine anger, verse 22, and shall burn unto the lowest hell, and shall consume the earth. Now let's take a look at the consummation, the consuming fire. The Lord in the last days will do a work, a strange work. Very few ministers understand that work. In Isaiah 28, the Lord will do a work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. It has to do with a consuming fire. He will what? He will consume the earth. The consumption decreed will overflow in righteousness. Righteousness getting us in obedience to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man. For God is coming back to a perfect church. That is made herself ready without spot and without blemish. In the glory, glory revealed in the church, a perfect bride, a perfect church without spot or blemish. It's a perfect mirror image of Jesus Christ. We find that the Lord in his foreknowledge, for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Not something short of that. Don't let anybody tell you that 
We don't have to do anything else. We don't have to press toward the mark. We don't have to obey this word. If I'm saved, I'm saved. Once saved, always saved. That's a lie. Because the Lord requires obedience. The Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. It requires obedience unto righteousness. Romans 6. We have now been called of God, called and chosen and faithful. We must be called, not only called, but chosen. Many called, few chosen. But then from chosen, we have to be faithful in that chosen call and abiding in the calling wherein we are called. So whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Not something less. To the image of Jesus Christ, to his son. And those that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, them he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Our vile body being fashioned like in his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. This is a perfection gospel to bring the church unto perfection. So he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Don't let anybody tell you that we don't have a higher glory. If you're feeling that God's wanting you to go higher, there's something more. Well, then you need to come out of confusion, come out of Babylon, touch not the unclean thing and gather yourself to the true word of God, to the true word being preached, spoken, and believed. There is where the ceiling will be. The consuming fire in Hebrews 12. The Lord hath promised he will not shake earth only, as he did in the days of Moah. Mount Sinai, Horeb, burned with fire. The Lord descended upon that mountain. Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake that those that, that approached the mountain and touched that mountain were thrust through with a dart. But the Lord hath promised, yet once more, he will not shake earth only, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. What's removed? Those that do not go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, to perfection, that some, somewhere along the way, they stopped. They stopped and said, well, we've got it. We're at ease in Zion. But Jesus said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles and punish all them that are settled on their lees. We have to be stirred. Woe be to them that are at ease in Zion. We have to constantly be pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you if you're seeking for the truth. It's mandatory and essential that we seek God for the truth. The coronavirus is not sent of the devil. God is working in this earth. As we see here in Deuteronomy 32 in this song of Moses, which we must sing, that we have to have the knowledge of. Obey, trust in, and believe it. And then we will be able to sing the song of the Lamb. The song of the Lamb is a sure kadash. It is a masculine song. It is completed. It's done. You've overcome. 
the world, the devil, and your own flesh. You have had the sealing of young men in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. As we read that God, we're saying and stating that God is the author of all faith. Everything that happens in the earth and the fullness thereof is his and he shows his acts in the earth. It's the hand of God. That's the reason why most insurance companies, when they have a tornado or there's a tsunami or there's a hurricane, whatever, they say this is an act of God. True, it is an act of God. But somebody says, oh, no, no, it's the it's devil. We're going to rebuke that. We can rebuke it all you want to. If you're walking with God, he'll hear you. Just as Jesus calmed the raging sea there and said, peace be still. It obeyed him. Why? Because he's God. Why will it obey you? Because you're walking in that light as he's in the light. And you have faith of grain of mustard seed. You'll say this mountain, be thou cast into the sea, and it will obey you. Yes, but the point is, it is not the devil. We give the devil way too much glory. Oh, well, the devil did this. The devil did that. No, it's not the devil, friend. It is God working in this earth. He's the one sending famines, pestilence, sores, plagues. It is the four winds of heaven that he sends upon the earth, not to destroy mankind, but to get mankind to seek to him the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's take a look at Deuteronomy 32 in the Song of Moses, and you will see that he will consume the earth with her increase. Verse 22, that's Deuteronomy 32, 22. And set on fire the foundations of the mountains. The mountains are different kingdoms in the earth. There's only one kingdom that's going to stand. The kingdom of devil will not stand. Only the kingdom of God as a stone hewed out of a mountain without hands and smite the image in the feet. And the whole image fell. And the stone hewed out of a mountain grew and filled all the earth. That's the kingdom age. The kingdom of God, literally the ordinances of God manifest in the earth and through a 1,000 year millennial reign of Jesus Christ in the kingdom age. Now we're going from the the age of grace, that dispensation of grace, into the kingdom age. And the closer we get to it, the more these judgments of God are going to be made manifest. God literally shaking the earth for us to return to him. It's Hosea 6.1. The prophet gives us a good understanding. Come and let us return to the Lord. Somebody said, well, we're already there. For he hath torn who has torn? God has torn, and he will heal us. He has smitten, and he will bind us up. Who did it? Not the devil. God did. If after the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up, and we will live in his sight. If we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. He will come to us, the parousia. He will come to us as the rain the former, and the latter in the first month. Now, that's Zechariah 10.1. Ask of your rain in the time of the latter rain, though the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. But we must be seeking for it. God will do all these things. 
but he will be sought for that, for those that diligently seek him. There's a consummation of all things in the consuming fire coming at the end of days. Oh, that they were wise, that they would understand their latter end. That's the song of Moses. Let's continue on. Verse 23, God said, I will heap mischiefs, not the devil. I will heap mischiefs upon them. I will spend mine arrows upon them. They shall be burnt with hunger and devoured with burning heat and with bitter destruction. I will also send the teeth of beasts upon them with the poison of serpents of the dust. These are seducing spirits. Who's sending them? Well, God said, if the prophet be deceived, I, the Lord God, hath deceived that prophet, and I will destroy him. Somebody said, well, why would God do that? Because the prophet's heart was is not right with God. It's your heart, friend, that determines your destiny. Guard your heart, for out of it proceed all the issues of life. If you want mercy, show yourself merciful. If you want friends, show yourself friendly. It is by the heart. And take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. That's hearing in the Spirit and what you believe. Trust in and adhere to. For the same measure you meet with all shall be measured to you again. To him that hath and it shall be given, and he'll have the more. But to him that hath not, it shall be given. It should be taken away even that which he has. In other words, with God, it's all or nothing. We're either in present truth or we are backslidden. One of the two. That's the reason he told the church in Ephesus, in Ephesus, in Revelation 2, to repent and do your first works over. It requires works that accompany salvation. It is going on in the faith. And to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge. Our people perish for lack of knowledge. You got to add to that faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge. Then knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience. Now let patience have a perfect work. Are you through? No. You've got to go higher. Add to your patience, godliness. That's the God life. And then godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. And it's charity, that final stage of obedience to God and obedience to God and loving His Word and doing His commandments that you love God. If you love God, you keep His commandments. And they are not grievous, but they're life to them that obey Him. Well, whenever He said, charity will cover a multitude of sins. Well, because charity is blood flow through the believer. In obedience, applying the blood to your life, the blood in the New Testament given for you. So therefore, there remains a, a, a rest, an eternal rest to the people of God. In Hebrews 4, Paul talked about it. He said that, Lest a single promise slip any of you that you should seem to come short of entering into his rest. For there remaineth a rest to the people of God. If Jesus had given the rest, he would not have spoken of another day. There is a day coming, that day of judgment, that we will either hear, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, or well done, thou good and faithful servant, and are done to the joy of the Lord. We're going to hear one or the other. Until that time, we have to obey God unto righteousness. And grace, the grace of God requires obedience. Take a look. In, in Romans 5, it says grace 
is worked through, grace works through righteousness. Well, how's it working through righteousness? Grace through righteousness. Well, righteousness is we're constantly growing up into him in all things because of righteousness, he proceeded from the Father, went back to the Father. The forerunners entered in. He expects us to do the same, the way, the truth, and life, to do the same thing, to enter in through obedience the place where he has prepared for us. Don't let anybody tell you that once saved, always saved, and it requires no obedience. Friend, that is a lie. There'll be many weeping and gnashing of teeth because we did not obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we find in verse uh, uh, 24, they're burnt with hunger. They're devoured with burning heat, bitter destruction. Beast, the teeth of beast upon them, poison of serpents. Take a look at, at verse 25. The sword without and terror within shall destroy both the young men and the virgin. The young man and the virgin, the suckling, also with a man of gray hairs. In other words, it will be upon all, young and old, male and female, all. This is the work of God. It is not to destroy us, but for us to destroy the flesh with the affections and the lust that we can have God. For the flesh is enmity with God, and, and God is enmity or an enemy of the flesh. If you cannot fulfill the lust of the flesh, if you walk in the spirit of life in obedience, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Those that are Christ in the last days have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. You literally crucify those members by yielding them unto obedience unto righteousness, Romans 6. And that's how grace reigns, through righteousness. It's not just grace, it's grace reigns. How does it reign? Through righteousness. It is imperative, essential. Take a look at verse 26. God said, I would scatter them into the corners. This is called the the diaspora or diaspora, whichever way you want to pronounce it. It's a scattering of God's people. Just like he did in Acts 8 chapter, we find that the saints of God and the book of Acts were scattered abroad and only the apostles abode at Jerusalem. For the saints of God were scattered abroad, went preaching and teaching the word of God everywhere they went. These that have turned the world upside down have come to our city also. This is how the kingdom of God was preached and taught into all the world. In the former reign, this is exactly how he's going to do it in the latter reign. Because it will be the last great reign of his strength in the new thing that God will do in the earth. Not just repent and say, I'm sorry, but repent and believe the word of God. Repent of their evil deeds, which they've done. Why? Because you didn't do good. He that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him, it's sin. Repent of it. Believe the word of God. You can't just say, I'm sorry. You've got to go into the truth and proclaim that truth. You have to live in obedience to that truth. And the Lord will bring you higher. Well, it says here in verse 26, I said, I'd scatter them into the corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely, and lest they should say, Our hand is high, and the Lord hath not done all this. Not the devil, not them, but God himself. 
He's the one doing all this. This is a strange work. I grant you, it's a strange work. Granted, it is a strange act. It has surprised the hypocrite. They've gone to church, but they really didn't seek out the work of God. They did not understand that they had to do the will of God in the last days and believe this word. We're going to see here in, in the Song of Moses that we have to believe that word, the work of God, in order to be sealed. Well, at that point, God will judge his people, as we will see here. For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Understanding what? The knowledge of God. They think the devil's doing it. They think it's just mankind have that uh, uh, the rulers of the darkness of this world, princes, there are doing these things. But it's God. Everything that is done is in the sovereignty of God. When we see here, oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end, the last days, these days. Why? How should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? Well, somebody said, well, that's, that's the body of Christ putting the devil on the run. You better take a good look at it again. Except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up because we have not obeyed the leading of the Holy Ghost because we have not obeyed and walked in the light in the proceeding truth of the word of God in the present proceeding word from the throne of God. We haven't obeyed it. That's the reason why the Lord said, see of my people by my word, not of us. It's not of our righteousness or our holiness that God should even use us. We're just shoe shine boys. Pop the rack and shine your shoes. We're servants of the Lord God Almighty. We're nothing. He's everything. But we have to obey his word. Say of my people, by my word. And he sent us for that word on the 19th of January, 2019. And we're doing our best to obey that. If God deals with you, contact us. Because God is spearheading this word. His word, God's own word, the Lord Jesus Christ, his word in the earth now to those that have an ear to hear. Let them hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. I mentioned said, oh, let them hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. Repent, repent and do what? <laughs> you have to believe, you have to proclaim the word. What? The sealing. What is the sealing? Obedience and knowing the work of the ministry. <laughs> That's what, it's not just, well, God, I'm sorry, I missed it. What, what did you miss? You can't just say, I missed it. You've got to then obey the proceeding truth of the word. As you will see here, it says, their rock had sold them. The Lord had shut them up. For their rock is not our rock, because we miss this true leading of Christ. Even our enemies themselves being judges. For their vine is the vine of Sodom. Somebody said, the Lord's my vine. He's the vine where the branches. No, if we miss God, just as Peter, who had just received the word from the Lord, that he, through that revelation of Christ, he was given the keys to the kingdom. And immediately, the Lord set his face to go to Jerusalem, and Peter said, not so, Lord, and rebuked the Lord. The Lord did not say, well, Peter, I've given you the keys. You're once saved, always saved. He said, Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, 
for thou savorest the things of men and not of God. As soon as you get out of this word and you walk according to man-made doctrines, seducing spirits, tradition of the elders that's made the word of God in effect, at that time you're an enemy of the cross. You have to walk in the light as he is in the light in present truth. Oh, friend of mine, it's time for the body of Christ to repent and believe his word, not just repent and cry tears. I'm sorry, Lord. What good is that going to do you? You've got to repent and do your first works over. You walk in that light. What's the first works over? Walking in that light in obedience to God, growing up into him in all things, obeying the word, walking in the present truth of the word, living by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That is essential, friend. He said, their vines are vine of Sodom, their, their, their fields of Gomorrah, their grapes of gall, their clusters are bitter. For their wine is the poison of dragons. Where did we get this dragon in here? We fought against the old serpent, the old scorpion, the devil. But now he says dragon. Well, somebody said, what does that mean? Well, the dragon is the last day full onslaught of Satan against the body of Christ. You see, in Revelation 12, there's a sign there, and there is a great sign in heaven, a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon and under her feet upon her head a crown of 12 stars. She cried, travailing in pain to be delivered and brought forth a man child. Caught up to God and to his throne. That's the body of Christ in the last days. That's not natural Israel. And we find at that time that there is a great red dragon. A great red dragon? Yes. That tries to devour her child as soon as it's born. Denominations will fight this. Because it's a present revelation of the word of God, the present preceding word of the uh, preceding word, the truth of the word of God. So therefore, if you're walking in the light, you'll say, amen. If you're not, you're going to say, no, that's not necessary. We don't need it. And you'll come against that word. And when you do, you'll count yourself unworthy of eternal life. Somebody said, well, if I'm saved, I'm saved. Well, if you continue in, if you walk in the light, if you continue in my word, then you'll know the truth, and truth will make you free. If you walk in the light as he's in the light. If you overcome to the end, the same will be saved. As we see in verse, please look at verse 34. This is very, very important for the sealing. Is not this laid up in store with me? Not with the devil. With God himself. And sealed up among my treasures. Notice it says the treasures of God. The treasures in Solomon's temple was in the crown of the high priest in the mitre. That's a last day sealing, friend, of God in the servant's foreheads. Revelation 7. That's where we are now. The ones that believe this word will come into this ceiling. 
How do we know what this ceiling is? It's sealed up among my treasures. What is that treasure? To me belongeth vengeance, saith God, and recompense. Their foot, the ones the evildoers that will come against the word of God, their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. What is this word? What is this treasure? Why is this so strange a word? So strange an act of God. We find the key to it in verse 36. For the Lord shall judge his people. His people? I thought the Lord's going to judge the wicked. Yes, he is. But where does judgment first begin? At the house of God. And the righteous scarcely be saved. Then where shall the end of the sinner and ungodly appear? The Lord will judge his people. That's the ceiling in the last days. This is the treasures of God that he will reveal to you if you have a heart to believe, if you have a heart for God. The Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the what? Of the, for his servants, he will repent himself. It's of the evil, of the tribulation, of the persecution of his people. He'll repent himself for his servants when he seeth that their power is gone. Not Holy Ghost power, their power. In other words, the flesh and all the, the works of the flesh will be crucified in that day. It will get rid of the worldly desires and the pride of life and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. It will totally crucify the flesh and set apart those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. The righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane. When he sees their power is gone, not Holy Ghost power, their power, and there is none shut up or left. What's shut up or left? The works of the flesh. It's gone. Then he will say to them, where are their gods? Little G-O-D-S. Their rock in whom they trusted. What are you trusting in? Man-made denominations? Pastor told me that we're going to be tribulation raptured out of here. I know he's a good man, but it's not the truth, friend. It's immediately after the tribulation of those days. Shall the sight of the Son of Man appear in heaven. That's the time that he sends forth his angels to gather together his elect. From the four winds of the earth to the four, to the four corners of the heaven. That is in Matthew twenty four thirty uh, one on immediately after the tribulation of those days. That is the great tribulation. For these, this is Matthew twenty four, Mark thirteen, and Luke twenty one. This is the great tribulation. Such as never been, says there was a nation, neither shall ever be again. And immediately after that tribulation shall he gather together his elect. That's the so-called rapture. That is the catching up of the body of Christ and to the Lord our God. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the voice of, of the archangel, the trump of God, the dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, 
and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. No matter what happens, in famine, pestilence, sword, noisome beast, my four sword judgments, God said that I send upon the earth. Not the devil, God. You have to understand that the COVID-19 is nothing in the world but sin of God. It's another tap on our shoulder to repent and believe this word. What word? Sealing. Don't you say repent and say, I'm sorry, God. No, God lead me on. The sealing of God now in Revelation 7. That is what he's doing now. That's the present truth. If any man speak not according to this word, the testimony, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to the law and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Not some light, no light. You're either all or nothing. You're either for or against. Gather or scatter. You can't have some truth. You have to be walking in the present truth or it's iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. Not being led of the Spirit of God. Not obeying the present truth. That truth is shining, but very few are walking in it. The Lord said, He's going to judge His people. That's the last day sealed among God's treasures. That is what we saw in Revelation 10. The seven thunders uttered their voices. And He said, Write it not. That sealing there is revealed how? By the little book that John had to take it out of the angel's hand that had his foot upon the land, upon the sea. And when he took it, he said, take it and eat all of it. Not one verse, not John 3, 16 or Acts 2, 38, 4, 12, Acts 8, 16, Acts 10, Acts 19. Read all of it. Eat all of it. Obey all of it. Lest a singular promise slip any of you that you should come short of entering into his rest. Just one promise. Hebrews 4. We should fear God, not Satan, not this little angel horde, not this locust horde. This is definitely not the locust horde yet. Now, people are dying, of course. There's been the, uh, the bubonic plague. There's been the black uh, death uh, back in the 14th century. We had, we had uh, Hong Kong flu, swine flu. We've had all these, these different influenzas. Penicillin, polio, not an epidemic or pandemic because polio was not spread. But now we do have this, and it is a pandemic because this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus spreads. Very contagious. Is that something we fear? No, we fear God. Turn to him. That's what the message is. Oh, the devil, I'm going to rebuke that. Rebuke it all you want to. But we have to obey the word of God. That is the key. What is going to happen in this work? God and all these judgments are to reveal one thing. The bottom line is that he is God. Jesus Christ is the Father, Word, Holy Ghost. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is not God Jr. He's not Jehovah Jr. He is God all by himself alone. There is no such thing as a God Jr. or a Spirit Jr. or a Jehovah Jr. He is God. The whole work of the ministry is to proclaim his, he, his deity, that he is God, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent 
God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. 1 Timothy 6, 15 to 16. That's the whole reason for plagues. That's to drive us closer to God, to drive the world to God. Not that they should perish, but all should come to repentance. Not just, I'm sorry for my sins. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation. Repentance is not salvation, but it works us unto, gets us to salvation, where we obey God, repent, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, receiving the Holy Ghost. Don't stop there. You're little children at that point. Then go on to young men. Because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Get in the word. And then the last day sealing of fathers. Notice that it's key in verse 34. Is this not laid up in store with me? And sealed up. Here's your seal. Among my treasures, saith God. What's the treasure? We're going to be judged. It's going to separate the righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane. You'll be able to discern between those that serve God and those that do not serve God. The whole point is, take a look. Verse 37, and he shall say, where are their gods? They're rocking whom they trusted. Your denominations that said it's pre-trib. There's there's God Jr. You believe in a Trinity doctrine. You believe in three spirits, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And then in Revelation 16, 13, they were spirits of devils working miracles. Spirits of devils working miracles. You heard it right. The Trinity doctrine are spirits of devils working miracles that coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false false prophet. These are three spirits. They're unclean spirits. If you have one spirit, you believe in one God, there's only one spirit, you do well. The devils believe in one God, that one spirit of God, and tremble. You believe in one God, you do well. Which did eat the fat of their sacrifices? Well, the Trinity churches go in there and say, uh, we thank God for God Jr., the Son of God, but they will not give the Son of God the glory of the Father. That's the beast. They have an image to the Son of God. They don't have an image to the Father. Jesus said he is the image of his singular person. Hebrews 1, verse 3 and 4. Who's the express image of his person? Jesus is. Well, who is he? I'm my Father one. Heis. Not in union, hun, H-U-N, heis, Greek word meaning one in the self-same spirit, H-E-I-S. Except we believe that Jesus is that spirit, that he is the Father, John 8, 24. Except you believe that I am he. Question is, where's your Father? Except you believe that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. That means that, that most of the so-called Christian world in the earth will die in their sins not given the Son of God the glory of the Father revealed in a, in a body of flesh. First Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is that mystery of godliness. God himself was manifest in the flesh. What's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ that very few will heed? Colossians 2.9, in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What treasures? The ceilings. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, What's the bottom line? Colossians 2, 9, for in him, 
who Jesus dwelleth, houses permanently all the fullness of the Godhead. What? Bodily, one body. Jesus is that God. The Lord at that time will say, which did eat the fats of the sacrifices? They gathered every Sunday to a false God, calling the Son of God the second person of the Godhead, when there's only one person of God, his person, Hebrews 1. They have found that they have a misguided, that they have a, a miss, totally missed the mark of the revelation of who Jesus is. It's a mistaken identity. They thought they had God, but there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth because they did not give the Son of God, God, the glory of the Father. He is the Father revealed. That's the reason Jesus said in John, John 16, while he was in the earth, he was one of us. He made himself of no reputation because by one man's disobedience, sin came to run death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. Who's that servant? Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord and my servant, whom I have chosen. Sounds like there's two. That you may know and believe me and understand, not believe your denominations. Not believe the so-called bishop or apostle, whatever the case, case might be. That you may know and believe me, God. Believe God and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. What did he call it? The Son of God. Who is he? Father revealed. See now that I am God, the Lord thy Redeemer. Beside me there is no other Savior. That's the whole bottom line, friend. And if we do not repent, give him glory, the glory of the Father, that the Son of God is the Father of glory. Because Jesus said at that time that I go back to my Father. I proceeded from him. I came to the world. I put on a body of flesh. Took on the form of a servant. I was made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man. I humble myself, even to the death, the death of the cross. Now I go back to God. Wherefore God hath glorified him. Who glorified him? The Father did. That's exactly what Jesus said. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. He said, 43 years were we in building this temple, and will you destroy it, build it back in three days? They, this they understood not. He speaks the temple of his body. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I, not my father, I will raise it up. Why? Because he is the father revealed. No man can raise up his own body after, the, after he dies, yet Jesus did. Why? Because he's God. He's declared to be the son of God through the spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Romans 1, verse 3 and 4. He is that God. There's not another. The Son of God is God. He is Jehovah. He is the Lord. He is Elohim. He is the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. There is not another. If you believe in any other thing, if you separate that spirit in any way, you're lost. God is gathering together his body right now as one man. Jesus ahead, we the body of the Christ. You'll see here that Jesus said, see now, look at verse uh Verse 39, see now that I, even I am he, and there is no God with me. I kill, I make alive. 
not the devil. What does he say? I wound, I heal. I wound, I heal. God does. That's what he said. Well, somebody said, well, wait a minute. The devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, to steal your faith, to steal your your salvation with God, to steal your soul. But he has no power over God. God is over the enemy. He's over Satan. He triumphed over him in it, making a show of him openly, taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave. That's Jesus Christ, your Lord. Not your Lord, Junior. Your Lord. He is the Lord. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all, with open face, bones, the glass of the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. So this coronavirus, this COVID-19, is nothing but another virus, another influenza going through the land. Oh, it's mutating. We understand that. God knocking on our door saying, repent, believe my word, get into the ceiling now. The present truth of the word is the ceiling of God, Revelation 7. Somebody said, why do you say that? Because God visited us and told us to seal God's people. We're going to be obedient. We are being obedient, and we're doing it. We're doing it now. Right now, as we speak, we're preaching the sealing of God's people in their forehead. And I heard the number of them that were sealed, 144,000, RMD 1,000. Perfected glory to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ to a perfect man, and only those are going to be used in the work of the ministry, this everlasting gospel being preached to all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. God said, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. There it is. You want to know where this virus is coming from? You want to know where the earthquake's coming from? In diverse places. Famine, pestilence, it's noisome, noisome beast. Noisome, why are they noisome? Because they, they roar like a lion as a as a couching lion, roaring lion, seeking whom they may devour. But it's not the devil. God himself is moving in the earth. He will send his four sword judgments in this earth. Famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast. That's what's happening now. So the ceiling, neighbor, you're wondering about the COVID-19. You're wondering, when's the end of this? God knows. He's your protection. He's your seal. He is your covering. He is your God. He is your seal. Not a minister. The church is not your covering. The Lord Jesus Christ is. So the message very simply is, there's a sealing going on, going on of God's people. God has called us to bring this word to you. If you are moved on, then you call us. 903-746-4885. Contact us. Sealinggodspeople.org. It's www.sealinggodspeople.org. Or visit me on the website, dennisbeard.org. It's on your screen. Love to hear from you. And love, love to hear from you. Fight this battle. Join up in the work of the ministry with you. 
and whichever joint supplies are identifying himself in love to the supply of the Spirit. Because when the body comes together, it will be lifted up a great army. We can't do it alone. God's pulling his body together right now. If you believe it, give us a call. If you believe it, contact us. Right now, we pray for you. We pray for the ones that are sick to be healed. To perfect that is lacking in each of you, the believer. Let us walk in the faith and in that surety of that faith that we, the body of Christ, will overcome to the end that there are three different seasons, that of young, young men, first of children, then young men, and the last day sealing, which God is calling us now for. And we'll give you that word in the sealing of his servants in their foreheads, which is the mind of, which is the mind of Christ. There, but we will be able to stand in the short judgments of God that are coming upon the earth. COVID-19 is a beginning. It is a, it's a foretaste of it. There's been many before. There's been the black plague. There's been a, uh, that black death. There's been uh, viruses and, and uh, uh, various uh, influenzas that we have overcome. And even in uh, the Hong Kong flu, swine flu, etc., etc. This is just another one. But what shows that we're in, and in the end time, somebody says, oh, yeah, this is up, apocalyptic, overgrown, all that. No, you're not. God's people are sealed into the day of redemption to those that follow on to know Him. We have to obey the Word. It's not just, God, I'm sorry, and I repent. It's to repent and believe this Word. Stand in this present truth, and then the Lord will take pleasure in you. And no plague will come nigh thee, neither nigh thy house. Well, this is your truly Brother Dennis Beard. It's the SealingGodsPeople.org. Subscribe to us on the different podcasts. Visit our website, DennisBeard.org. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, SealingGodsPeople.org. And behold, the real Jesus.